Welcome to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. I'm Nabil Biagio in Washington, working on this program via remote. Here are some of the top stories making news across South Sudan this Friday, December 23, 2022. Central Equatorial State authorities are urging citizens to celebrate the holidays responsibly. As we celebrate the Christmas and the New Year festivals, we need to be mindful of our responsibilities and take caution of our lives and properties. And residents in Jongule State say prices of basic commodities have tripled ahead of Christmas. What was bought at uh, 20, it is bought now at 60. So the businessmen, they have already increased their prices. We will have these stories and more coming up on South Sudan in Focus. Central Equatorial State Governor Emmanuel Adil assured citizens he ordered a stepped-up security during the festive season to ensure peaceful celebrations this year. But Adil is also advising citizens to celebrate responsibly. Waki Simon Wudu reports for VOA from Juba. In his Christmas message to the public yesterday, Governor Emmanuel Adil advised citizens to be mindful of their responsibilities to protect themselves and their property. Let us promote the welfare of our families, communities, and all the citizens of South Sudan by building love, peace, and harmony among ourselves as people of God and our nation, South Sudan. The governor says the state has taken precautions to ensure a safe holiday season. I would like to assure the citizens that the state government has taken all necessary measures to ensure that the security situation in all the counties is calm and in order to enable the citizens to celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, peacefully. Some citizens in Mangalapayam of Central Equatorial State are calling on authorities to do more and address chronic insecurity in the area. Sole Lado Sole, a community leader of Mangalapayam, told the South Sudan in focus deadly classes between indigenous people of Mangala and some cattle herders from Bor community of Jongole State are worsening the state of insecurity in the area. Sole says the conflict, which began last week, killed more than a dozen people and displaced scores of people. He calls on the state and the national governments to prioritize addressing insecurity in the area. We can no longer coexist with them again because should some people come and attack their cattle camps, they would think we are the ones who attacked them. So the community of Mangala now wants the community of Tinkabor in Mangala to return to their place of origin so that they don't cause for us more problems again. Sole says coexisting with anti-cattle herders has proved challenging in recent months because cattle tend to destroy crops and farmlands. Mayom Atenewai, Secretary General of Bor Community, told this program last week that the classes that left at least 15 people dead was provoked after unidentified gunmen from Central Equatorial State attacked a cattle camp belonging to Dingabor herders in a village of Mangalapayam. Relations between the cattle herders and several communities in parts of central and eastern equatorial states has deteriorated in recent months. 
Last month, Governor Adil ordered cattle herders to return to their places of origin, saying part of the insecurity in his state is due to the presence of cattle herders. I extend my humble condolences to the families and communities that lost their dear ones due to various causes, including conflicts in some parts of Central Equatorial State for the last couple of months. In 2017, President Salva Kiir issued a presidential order calling on all cattle herders to return their livestock to their places of origin. The order has largely remained unimplemented. Addressing a high-level meeting of the ruling party SPLM early this month in the capital Juba, Kiir told the state and national government officials he decided to relocate his own cattle from central equatorial state after issuing the order in order to help minimize conflicts in the equatorial region. For VN News, Zamwaki Simon Wudu in Juba. Some residents in South Sudan's Jongole state say the high demand for clothing, home decorations and foodstuffs heading into the holidays has caused the prices of some basic commodities to triple. Many parents say they're struggling to buy Christmas gifts for their children and are worried about their finances as they look to the new year. Meanwhile, some business people such as tailors and clothing shop owners say business is good. Dengai Deng has the details for VOA from Bor. Families are crowding into the shops of Bor this week looking for bargains while tailors are busy suing clothes for customers preparing to celebrate Christmas. Town resident Rachel Adao says many families, especially mothers, are under pressure from their kids this time of year who are demanding new clothes for Christmas. Yeah, actually, the prices are triple right now. What was bought at uh, 20, it is bought now at 60. So the businessmen, they have already increased their prices and everybody is there and people are not buying anything. Food is becoming very hard. Some people are not even affording to buy food stuff and not even clothes. So children are there, manurists. There is no food now in December. And the business people should not triple the prices because that is draining uh, the vulnerable group. Eh? Because not everybody is having money. Adao says she worries about her finances come 2023 as she and other families are having to overspend on Christmas, clothes and home decorations this holiday season. There is going to be a lot of starvation because most of the people are spending a lot of money now on making hair, clothes, everything for Christmas. And you know Christmas time our people overspend. Eh? So come to January, most of the people will not even have food in their houses. Adao urges people to save some money so they can feed their families in the new year. She also warns young girls and women against being exploited by men who show willingness to buy them gifts with the intention to use them. And also I suspected in this Christmas there's a lot of exploitation by the business people because those who don't have money will expose themselves to have money to go and buy what they want. So let's be very keen, our fellow women and girls in South Sudan. Men are dangerous now. Another board resident, John Mayol Nial, says there is a lot of pressure on people like him to buy gifts at higher prices during Christmas time. The prices in the market no one can manage to buy for the kids and for the, the, the women. 
So, in my own experience, uh, frankly speaking, I have not a desire to, to buy clothes for my children, but if they are not in poor town, they are living in Uganda. Because the, the, the life is the same. So the priority is what the children will eat and not what they will put on during Christmas. So it, but for children and women, so what I have seen also, and we realize within the market, the, the families are complaining. You will definitely not afford to buy for all the children. Nial urges families to make sure they know what they can afford to avoid arguments in the future of limited family resources. Board resident Peter Ajang Ayom says he doesn't feel all that much pressure this Christmas because he planned ahead. Myself, basically, I, I bought clothes for my kids uh, in uh, November so that I know things will be hard in December. Uh, but likewise, to the other families, I think, uh, you know, it has brought in some difficulties. Family, you know, chaos. Uh, children want clothes and women also want clothes. So, it has, you know, I've seen the market is so full and there are a lot of people in, in the market. This shows that, uh, you know, people want to buy clothes, but they are very expensive. Nomi Anogaran, a businesswoman who sells clothes in Bor, says business is good in December compared to the rest of the year. But she says some of her customers are broke. Hey, the business is okay now in this time of Christmas. So there are many people who are just complaining about the price, but we just handle them and ask them to reduce the price a bit. Uh, at least we get less profit than for them to complain. Uh, this, this is the most good time for the business. Marol Market offers a variety of clothes with ready-made shirts and dresses hung on racks and folded dresses resting on wooden tables. Hundreds of other garments are packed into bags on display for customers. Most traders and customers here say they hope 2023 will be a year of peace in South Sudan and that the economy will improve in order to make life easier for all citizens. For VOA News, I am Ding Guiding in Bor. As the year 2022 nears an end, some residents in the Jongule state's capital, Bor, say they feel a sense of disappointment with their religious leaders, which they say has discouraged many from attending church. Some also say they are grateful to the government for constructing the Juba Bor Highway, while others reflect on personal achievements. Dengai Deng collected these vox pops from the streets of Bor. What I remember about the year 2022, that was the best year I opened my business. So I've been working for three years as an employer, but now I own my business. I hope to have a better life. Happy somewhere being helpless, so and increasing on my business also. Okay, what I remember from that year or last year. So last year, we was very comfortable, cause the salary was um, brought out earlier, but now that we don't have customers this year. People that are now suffering, they are looking for money, but the government is not really the money. This year is not good for us as uh, traders. <laughs> we hope next year, 2023, maybe it will be good with us. 
Uh, the year 22, uh, you know, to me has been good. It has been okay, of course. Uh, there are many other things that I've got uh, that are important to me. Uh, you know, my wife have just uh, delivered a baby girl, and, you know, it is something that is very important. So I said it is the best gift uh, to our family this year. So, yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm Philip Batanyacek. There is nothing I can remember about 2022, but only that if you are still alive, and then you go to another year, you can call that year a good year. To those who have lost their life, doesn't mean that it was the burden, but only that uh, that year was not that good to them. That's why they have gone. But to those who are still alive, they have to appreciate God for the gift of life. That's what I can say. We are just hoping. God himself tells us that to keep on hoping. So we have to hope that uh, 2023 will not be the same as 2022. Maybe there will be some changes that will happen in 2023. That's what we are hoping. Uh, 2022, it was much very busy, advocating, campaigning. A lot of things were happening in 2022. But uh, what I remember very well is the, the way we have been making things slowly on making policies and on advocating on the issues of women and girls. We, we think that um, 2023, we hope we the bill for GBV so that the perpetrators are all accountable. That's my hope because last year um, a lot of things are happening across the country and you know even the northern part of Upper Nile there's a lot of uh, violence that is taking place and most women and girls are subjected to uh, that conflict. And I hope 2023, uh, the government and the stakeholders should look into it to, to combat that violence for women and girls to be resilient. Uh, what I remember in 2022 is just as a, it was, it is a busy year for me and I've got what I wanted. But again, I remember the way Corona was since 2019, 2020, up 2022. And um, I'm happy on my side because I managed to fight it and uh, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I achieved many things like I managed to make my business beautiful and then uh, I managed to put on mine as me. So I, that's what I couldn't, I, I managed to do. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm David Deng. I'm in Boria. Uh, actually, the year has been so good uh, from the beginning. However, uh, uh, almost the end of the year, especially in December here, there are a lot of uh, challenges, uh, incidences that has happened, of which we also thank God for uh, letting us reach this, uh, this time. And uh, most of the things that happened uh, were positive on my side. And uh, when I look at the general security of the state, uh, especially in Jongle State, uh, there are a lot of incidences that has happened, especially the, uh, the ambushes, like they are killing each other, and also uh, the accidents. Yeah. Uh, actually, we uh, we thank God and we also hush 
uh, all of us uh, to at least collaborate, work collectively, and then we have to also thank God and ask him to let us maybe see next year, and we wish for the best, and we hope also to get more uh, better than this year. My name is uh, Daniel Majo, a resident of uh, Bortown. 2022 has been a, a good and a bad year uh, to me. Uh, the good part of it, of it is that uh, uh, I was able to complete my university studies, which uh, was long overdue, to, uh, putting into consideration that it was affected by the coronavirus in 2019-2020. Uh, and uh, after six years, which was supposed to be completed within four years, uh, I was able to complete it uh, in November this year. Uh, the bad part of it is that uh, there was a lot of uh, intimidation from the security apparatus uh, that uh, culminated into the beating of uh, my friend who is currently under treatment by the joint operation group. Uh, it's my hope that uh, all these atrocities against the uh, civilian will end in 2022 and uh, 2023 will be a new year uh, where there is that kind of a friendly relationship uh, between the civilian and the security forces in South Sudan. Those are the voices of some residents in Jongule state capital Bor reflecting on the year 2022. You're listening to South Sudan in Focus on The Voice of America. Coming up, we have some listener comments and recorded messages lined up for you. Stay tuned. What do you think? People speak out on important questions. The question today... How do you reward yourself? I'll go and buy myself maybe a pair of shoes I always desire to get. I'll go and have a meal I always desire to get. Anything. Depends on what I've achieved. By spoiling myself. Um, I'm a girl. I go buy myself clothes, shoes, do my hair, my nails. Basic things that will make me look good and happy at the end of the day. I cook a good meal. I sit down with the children. My work involves very hard work, so I get very tired. So I work myself once every month. I do that by swimming and relaxing at the beach with my family. What do you think? A daily discussion of important questions from VOA. You're listening to South Sudan in Focus on The Voice of America. The U.S. House January 6th Committee voted this week to recommend the Justice Department pursue four criminal charges against former President Donald Trump for his role in an effort to overturn the 2020 U.S. presidential election and fomenting a violent mob at the U.S. Capitol. 
The Justice Department will decide if it's going to pursue criminal charges against Trump. Suleiman Baldo, a widely recognized expert on conflict resolution, development and human rights in Africa and current director of Sudan Transparency, compares how the legal system works in the U.S. when a former president faces possible criminal charges to that of former leaders in African countries like Sudan, where ousted President Omar al-Bashir was charged with international and national crimes. He tells VOA's Carol Van Damme it is different when the justice system is handpicked by a leader who ruled the country for 30 years. They had a, you know, an ideological project of establishing an Islamic state in the country. And uh, in reality, uh, all institutions uh, of the state were basically marginalized, uh, pushed aside in favor of parallel institutions that were controlled by the ideological movement behind the regime. Nowhere was this more evident than in the judiciary uh, in Sudan, where, you know, you had uh, a judiciary which was totally subjected to the executive and which was uh, politically uh, driven, ideologically driven, uh, and therefore, uh, you know, it represented form of um, institutional injustice, I would say. Uh, and it is very telling that people had to wait until the fall of Bashir, 30 years from the day he, uh, you know, acceded to power, for the judiciary to finally begin to try and hold him accountable uh, for, for crimes committed during his rule. So where do things stand now in Sudan regarding the charges against Bashir? There were charges of corruption because when he was uh, deposed, there was money found in his position in cash, which violated Sudan's regulations on, on um, uh, foreign currency uh, position. Uh, regulations that were toughened in terms of uh, sentences by the Bashir regime. Uh, he was sentenced to two years uh, of prison, but he was basically given his age. Um, you know, Sudanese law prevents the imprisonment of people above 75 years of age. He was, therefore, he saved those two years in a correction, basically investigating and trying to determine responsibility for war crimes, crimes against humanity that were, that took place under the overall command of Omar al-Bashir as the supreme commander of Sudan Armed Forces. So what about other countries in Africa, and, and how do you think they view what's going on here with the charges, the January 6th recommendations for charges against Trump, and other countries and how it's played out when their former leaders have been charged with criminal wrongdoing? Well, it's not easy to generalize about judicial systems in the continent, they vary tremendously between one country to the other, and one, you know, the record of the judiciary in one country should be looked at for that country, you know, in terms of. But the overall trend in Africa is that the judiciary uh, is extremely politicized and extremely uh, shy when it comes to holding officials who are in office accountable. We may find that there are precedents of such cases, uh, such as in, in South Africa. But we know that one major, uh, you know, achievement uh, in the uh, compromise that led to the, you know, to the dismantling of the apartheid system in, 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 in South Africa was the adoption of uh, a constitution 
which acknowledges the you know equality of all citizens before the law, that no person is above the law. And therefore, uh, we have seen in that country uh, the serving presidents, such as President Zuma, uh, facing uh, charges of, of corruption and, and, and uh, standing you know, in, in trial uh, for that. Even uh, as we speak now, the current president of South Africa you know, is being held accountable by the media and his own party uh, for uh, unexplained uh, stashes of cash found in, in his private uh, farm and so on. But this would be the exception by all means uh, because of, uh, you know, the lack of similar primacy of the rule of law in many of the uh, countries uh, in Africa. That's Sudanese political analyst Suleiman Baldo, director of Sudan Transparency and Political Tracker. He was speaking with my colleague Carol Van Damme. This week, many of you express your hopes and prayers for peace in the new year. First, we start with some recorded messages. I'm Garkwas Manung Shuang Kujia from Juba. Hello, John Tanza and Nabil Biaja. The deployment of SSPDF to all the sport area in Afanal is what I personally term as a milestone step by president. Let them see the fighting in Pashota County of Afanal State because when some part of a country is is bleeding, we mean our country is in problem. We will not turn a blind eye to them because they are a future of our beautiful country, South Sudan and Sun. Hello, boys of America. Call me Daniel Dudabwa live from Brackmajok Lake State. Indeed, the year 2022 has both positive and negative parts of it. The negative part of it is that Madame and I have been battling with a lot of sicknesses. Boy dragged us away from celebrating this festival season together. And the positive part of it is that people of Lake State in particular are enjoying the dividend of peace. There is no more non gunmen. All non gunmen are known these days. No more cattle rustling, no more thefts, no more uh, road ambushes. Sport lovers like myself come to the town and watch football at night and go back maybe at one or at all of to the black without being attacked on the way. We are all free. We are free at last year on Lake State. I wish everybody and Madame Wiss in Dubai a prosperous and a happy Merry Christmas. Hello, John and Nabil. My name is Martin, Martin Menier. I just want to extend my best wishes of Happy New Year and Merry Christmas to all BBC, BOA, and all the journalists all over the world and people of South Sudan. I wish you well. And please celebrate with your families in peace. And year 2023 will be a year of peace and blessing upon mankind. We shall be blessed in Jesus' name. We praise. Amen. Lazarus Arab Mawien Malik from Juba writes, Dear VOA, as we are preparing to cross into the new year with God's blessings, it is my humble desire that 2023 will be a year of peace and prosperity. Since South Sudanese are eagerly awaiting the arrival of Pope Francis to Juba in the beginning of February, may the apostolic visit change the hearts of bellicose attitudes of warlords in Upper Nile and elsewhere to embrace peace. 
My best wishes to all VOA presenters who provide us with accurate and reliable information. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all of us. Kennedy Asu from BDBD in Uganda says, We pray for peaceful elections in 2024 in South Sudan. Happy New Year to everyone and thanks. Manasseh Jamal Kalamant, who is in the Rhino refugee camp in the Eden Zone, says, Hello, thanks for the national updates about my nation, South Sudan. I have and I will continue to pray that in South Sudan one day, peace and harmony become a priority. Saber Isaac Khamis in Yambi of Western Equatorial State says, Dear Nabil and John, allow me to extend my Merry Christmas and prosperous New Year greetings to all on the VOA team and with listeners across the world. I, as one of the active listeners of VOA News, I really do enjoy your program. Keep it up. Thanks. Mal Adaw Mal in Bortown writes, Hello, VOA. Merry Christmas to all South Sudanese within and abroad. May God pave the way for peace for the entire nation through the rebirth of Christ Jesus, as the country is experiencing chaos, especially within the last three months of this year. God forgive us. Thanks. Thomas Kuntoj in Old Fangak Payam of Fangak County in Jongule State says, I am appreciating the construction of the tarmac road from Juba to my state capital, Bor. And I hope some years coming, the government of South Sudan will do more than that to connect all states with tarmac roads. More congratulations go to the office of the president and first vice president for this wonderful development. Mading Maluwal Alwong in Juba writes, In our country where one section of society acquired wealth and on the other side the majority of the masses remained below the poverty line. This is the reason why the economy of a nation like South Sudan faces such economic decline. In the new year, it is high time for us to address this issue and fight it in order to pave the way for the holistic growth of our country. And Merry Christmas to you, Nabil Biagio and John Tanza, plus the people of Malakal Town. The opinion expressed here do not reflect the views of VOA or of this program. We appreciate hearing from so many of you. Keep those comments coming. Keep your voice and text messages brief and we shall sample some of them every Friday. Our WhatsApp number is plus one two zero two six three zero eight zero one one. And that's all we prepared for you this Friday. Don't forget to check out voaafrica.com for all your favorite programs and news updates. If you missed this broadcast, go to www.voaafrica.com forward slash South Sudan. I'm your host, Nabil Biagio in Washington. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Remember to join us again next week.